0: Hello and welcome to the Gentle Living podcast, a podcast for sensitive souls seeking to create a calm and gentle way of living. My name is Becky Corbett, a holistic nurse and highly sensitive person based in Melbourne, Australia. It is my mission to provide you with the information, resources and tools that you need to nurture the nervous system using elements of science, spirituality and intuition. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello and welcome to episode number one of the Gentle Living Podcast. My name is Becky Corbett. I am so pleased to have you here. This podcast has been a long time in the making for me. In fact, I am currently set up in one of my cupboards with a blanket to block out the noise I'm very much an amateur at this, but it is something that I've been wanting to do for such a long time and to get the message out there about gentle living. So... I am a holistic nurse, a mental health worker, and a meditation guide. I'm based in Melbourne, and it is my mission to support highly sensitive and gentle souls to nurture the nervous system and to heal from the chronic and long term effects of stress, anxiety, and burnout. It is very close to my heart because it is a path that I myself have walked and I understand firsthand the detrimental effects that it has on your health and well-being in a holistic sense as well so thank you so much for being here I am currently in spring here in Melbourne it is um, it's been really up and down actually it's been rainy one day and sunny the next which is typical Melbourne weather so if you're from Melbourne you would understand but Throughout this whole COVID experience, coming into spring is a little bit of like a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's been a very long winter here, and we've been under some pretty strict lockdown restrictions as well. So it's great that the sun is starting to come out, and I'm able to get outside a little bit more, people are outside more, and I'm able to do some gardening and that kind of thing. So It's been such a long year and I hope that wherever you are in the world as well that you're doing well and that you haven't been too bogged down by the effects of this pandemic. It's been such a heavy year for everyone. Anyhow, I wanted to spend this episode just introducing myself, my journey and how it led towards me developing the philosophy of gentle living to heal my own anxiety, burnout, stress and to rebalance my very overactive and sensitive nervous system. I just wanted to talk a little bit about why I created this podcast, who might find it helpful and the types of topics that you can expect in my upcoming episodes as well. So it's my intention to be posting an episode every week and with all different types of topics focused on how to nurture the nervous system and how to take good care of yourself especially if you've gone through burnout or stress or if you're a highly sensitive person. Also for people that work in the healthcare industry, healing or if you identify as a helper to others in whatever form that that looks like because you dedicate a lot of your time and energy in taking care of others and it's very common that then you aren't taking the best care of yourself. So my term for pretty much everyone in this category is a gentle soul. So As a gentle soul, you have probably experienced burnout, some form of extreme exhaustion and overwhelm. It might have been triggered by something in your life or it might be something that you have just been susceptible to. You might also have felt as though you've been more anxious than normal um, and this has probably made you feel quite abnormal and likely for a lot of your life as well because there still is a big stigma around talking about anxiety and being open about it and being vulnerable with it. And Certainly there's a big movement towards having more of an openness around it but still I feel we've got such a long way to go and you're definitely definitely not alone. In fact the fact that you are highly anxious or sensitive is probably why you've been drawn to helping or healing others or why you want to make such a big difference in the world and I truly believe that it's actually your gift of sensitivity which deems you to be a wonderful support and caregiver to others. So you hold intuitive skills and emotional intelligence, you're able to attune to the needs of others um, with such in-depth perception which is really really special and should really be nurtured. However on the flip side with the gifts of sensitivity that we have gentle souls also have a very sensitive nervous system And with that, you are probably more susceptible to things such as exhaustion and imbalance in your nervous system, which then leads to physical ailments. So a lot of the processes within our body are governed by the nervous system. And so when that's out of balance, it often manifests in physical forms. So things such as adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, gut health issues, chronic pain, menstrual problems, hormonal issues, mental health breakdowns. These are just some of the types of issues that I've noticed in people that I've worked with when they have neglected to really tune into their own needs and take care of themselves. So a nervous system imbalance in most, if not all cases, will manifest into physical conditions and that's why my approach is through a holistic lens. I think it is so important to be addressing everything that's going on in our lives rather than just looking at the problem itself and the symptoms which is super important but if you neglect to address the other things that are perpetuating those symptoms it's going to just reoccur over and over again and I feel like this is something that we're really lacking in the Western healthcare system at least and in my experience throughout my hospital nursing days So I'd like to give you some context and background into my story. I have most most definitely been very sensitive and introspective throughout my whole life. As a child, I had a very vivid imagination. Um, I was quite an anxious child as well. And this anxiety sort of started to increase a lot during my teens and or into my early adult years as well. So the difference now is that after developing and following my own path of gentle living, which I'll explain a little bit more of later on, and really addressing what my nervous system uniquely needs and and giving it the care that it needs, I've recognized now that Actually, my sensitivity has always been more of a superpower than a weakness. And I'm sure that you, as a listener, as well tuned into this, you've probably felt at different periods throughout your life that your sensitivity or anxiety has been a hindrance, especially because we live in such a loud world where expression is upheld a lot more than introspection. And so As a teenager, I was drawn to learning more and understanding more about health and well-being, although back then holistic health didn't quite have a term. There were certainly more new age practices around, but they were considered a little bit woo-woo and a little bit weird, and they weren't really as understood as they are now. So we have come a long way, but there still is such a great separation between mental and physical health, which I, I, yeah, which I believe it's still like it was worse back then, but it certainly is still happening these days. And so during my teen years, this led me down the path of considering medicine, nursing, psychology. I knew that I wanted to do something to help people that was involved in health, um, and to consider and yeah, really consider whether I wanted to focus on physical health or mental health because there was such a divide between the two, and. Back then, there wasn't quite the option to combine the two, and the options to combine the two now still are quite limited. So, I ended up pursuing general nursing. Um, I think I was attracted to the general nature of it, and I could see that there was the opportunity to help people in such a variety of ways. And so, as a graduate nurse, Once I finally hit my first job and into the hospital system, I had such poor self-care and really no nervous system regulation strategies in place. So I was hit very hard and very fast by overwhelm, exhaustion and fatigue and so If you're a nurse or someone working in the hospital system or I know this is common in a lot of corporate jobs as well, you know that there's a very strong culture of just sucking it up or getting on with it or toughening up and under no circumstances showing that you're showing any weaknesses or vulnerabilities and For highly sensitive people, this is such a big challenge and not something I really recognized at the time. So for instance, hospitals trigger so much overwhelm. There's the bright lights, there's the alarms, there's the buzzers, the noises, there's high traffic of people, all those different energies happening, the smells, the artificial air. And I never really took notice of this and how much it actually affected me as a grad nurse. And I was wondering, you know, I really enjoyed the nursing itself and working in healthcare, but I was just wondering, why am I so unhappy? Why why is this not what I had hoped it would be? And on reflection, it's really no wonder why exhaustion and burnout came after me so quickly and why it is so rife for nurses and healthcare workers in the hospital system. And so, yeah, in addition to this, highly sensitive people very much value harmonious environments, balanced interactions with others, yet in the hospital and again the corporate system I can imagine there is a very strong hierarchical structure, there can be a lot of conflict, um, accusations, uh, bullying can be rife as well and these types of things are just obviously not a great recipe for harmony at all. And so To cope with all of this during my graduate nursing days and well into my nursing career as well I adopted a lot of unhelpful and very quick fix stress management strategies and these strategies are common for so many many nurses and people in high pressure jobs as well so Drinking alcohol after work was a quick and an easy way to unwind after a stressful shift. Things like staring mindlessly, crashing on the couch at the TV or staring at my phone with absolutely no motivation to do anything that I actually really enjoyed or never because I was so exhausted. I didn't even consider doing the things that I enjoyed because I was just so tired also surviving on sugary carby treats during a shift um, especially when there's no time for breaks. so I know in a lot of hospitals I've worked at it's very common at the nurse's station to have uh, snacks like chips or lollies or chocolates and it sort of really gets you through the shift and also (sighs) communication styles as well so in the hospital system and because I was a really new nurse, you're not really taught much during university about communication style and what are going to be effective communication styles. And you're really learning from what you're seeing around you, what you're witnessing, and you're really trying to fit in with all of that as well. So adopting communication styles that are more passive aggressive or outright aggressive in some cases as well, dealing with difficult staff, these types of things really float onto my personal life and my personal relationships and on top of that not taking my sleep seriously enough so sleep deprivation as a hospital nurse is almost a prerequisite if you're not sleep deprived you mustn't be working hard enough or taking work seriously enough even so On my days off, I could spend an entire day, entire half day sleeping and wondering what is wrong with me. I wasn't considering that I was practicing all these unhealthy lifestyle habits and that these were having an effect, and I was sleep deprived. And then I would just sleep in and sort of think, oh, there must be something wrong with me, something wrong in my bloods or my makeup or something like that. And then it would come to the evening, and I'd spend that socially, socialising and usually heavily drinking as well, which was a really big part of my early and well into my 20s as well. And so then the next day, feeling hungover, feeling sorry for myself, feeling even more anxious than I had throughout the week, and then thinking, oh dear, I've got to go back to work tomorrow, and doing it all over again. So if you're a student nurse or a grad or someone who's approaching hospital work or already working in the hospital system I definitely my intention is definitely not to be painting a grim picture for you or to scare you away I just want to let you know that if you are experiencing these things you're certainly not alone and I am just really passionate to be able to support nurses now to know that what you're feeling is normal and that you need to take your self-care a lot more seriously because burnout amongst nurses is so rife. There is such a high turnover of staff in some hospitals as well and we absolutely need more wonderful nurses in our hospitals and I absolutely, even though I don't work in a hospital anymore, I absolutely honour and uphold the work that hospital nurses do I know out there that there are hospital wards and much, much healthier work cultures. But in my experience, um, my experiences that I've just shared, these are what partly contributed to my overall decision to leave hospital nursing. Um, I was just really burning out. In hindsight, if I had have been able to recognise the way that I was engaging in my hospital work and how my strategies were really unhelpful and actually de- detrimental to my own health and well being, I would have intervened so much sooner and implemented those healthier strategies to navigate hospital and clinical nursing. And so I really wish that there was... Uh, something out there to support me and which is why I've sort of developed gentle living to share with other people and so yeah something that is just really lacking in the way that nurses doctors and healthcare professionals are trained is that there is such minimal encouragement of taking care of yourself when you're taking care of yourself, you can be more grounded, more present and more compassionate and do do the work that you're showing up to do. So I persevered within my hospital-based nursing for about 10 years, and I pushed through the physical signs that my body was screaming at me. So I was experiencing things like chronic pain, menstrual issues, persistent reflux, um, out-of-control anxiety, and it took me a long time to really accept that I was burning out. So I started really... um, Practicing meditation when I decided to go back to study a few years ago to do my diploma in psychology. And during this time, this was super stressful for me as well. Being a bit of a perfectionist, I felt like I had to really be quite a high achiever and I felt like it was quite competitive. So I started to practice things like meditation and mindfulness. And so I think it was these. Um, practices that I picked up that really helped me to acknowledge how I was feeling in my hospital nursing work and that I was actually burning out and I was cranky and I was exhausted. And so eventually I just left. Now I work in community mental health and I have developed Gentle Living. So the reason I share my story is to support you to recognise that overwhelm, burnout, exhaustion—it really, really need not be your accepted norm. So whether it's whether you're working in healthcare or the corp or a, corp, the, a corporate industry or any other industry at all. And I just wish I had have understood this so many years ago, but I don't think I would have come onto my path of gentle living. So there is a silver lining to it. I I also wish that it was just more talked about. And this is why I've been inspired to start this podcast. So I want to assure you again that as a gentle soul, there definitely isn't anything wrong with you. If you can't hack the stringent demands of your work, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you it's really the way that workplaces are set up and so I believe that a lot of workplaces probably the majority of workplaces I know there are very progressive workplaces but the majority of them are really set up for what the employer needs and not taking too much into consideration what the employee really needs and so it's a one-size-fits-all so everyone is expected to fit into this mold of what the workplace looks like And so in my ideal world, and speaking really again to nursing, hospitals and clinics would not exist as they do (laughs) in my ideal world. There is so many things that I would change all the things that we know are essential and important to healing are missing. So things such as healthy foods, a lot of the foods in hospitals are mass-produced, and things such as fresh air, natural light, plants, art, music, all those types of things, they're just then really not within our healthcare system. And so Even um, one of my idols, I suppose, Florence Nightingale, who I'm sure you would know, who is a pioneer for modern nursing, she was one of the first nurses who actually seemed to understand the strong relationship between body, mind and spirit. And so she worked as a nurse during wartime and during her time nursing soldiers in the war, she did note that there seemed to be quicker healing amongst those who had a view of flowers and natural light compared to those soldiers who didn't. And this is something that's so simple, but it is my dream that one day hospitals will actually be a place of healing. I don't know anyone who... Likes to go to a hospital, really, (laughs) because as I mentioned earlier, they're sort of set up to feel really overwhelming and they don't feel nurturing or healing at all. And I always had an aversion to even being in a hospital as a nurse myself. So, my dream is that they would actually be a place of healing, recovery, and restoration and imagine the health outcomes we would have for our patients and people in hospital and we would have such happier hospital staff as well. People would actually be wanting to show up for work because they'd been in a lovely environment and in their attitudes and their energy they would have a lot more compassion and presence. So however that's my ideal world but We really need to take full responsibility for our lives and be the change that we want to see rather than waiting for work cultures to shift. I am a firm advocate for taking ownership wherever you can and not giving away your ownership to external circumstances. So obviously there are external er circumstances that will affect us, but we do have a lot more control than what we think. Even when we're in toxic workplaces, so we can cultivate our own empowerment to work towards a more meaningful, balanced, and harmonious lifestyle. And it can absolutely begin with you. Do not underestimate the power that you hold. So, if you're able to tune into your own needs, understand what your body and your intuition is telling you, and start to follow those subtle clues where you can, you will be able to thrive. So for me, instead of just putting up with chronic back and menstrual pain and sort of thinking, oh, this is just a hindrance, ignoring it, suppressing it, plowing through it, shugging down painkillers, I would now listen to those clues so much sooner and address the root cause. So, okay, I've got this pain and yes, it's annoying and it's really inhibiting what I can do at the moment, but where's it coming from? What's my body trying to tell me? these types of clues and when you can address them you are going to be able to show up so much better in your work and in your life. So this brings me to Gentle Living, why I developed it for myself in my journey to address the root cause of my mental and physical health issues and as it's brought so much growth and healing into my own life, I now want to share it with others to alleviate the distress and the suffering from a nervous system imbalance. So gentle living is an approach that incorporates and combines elements of both science, spirituality, and intuition. It's designed to take care of and nurture the nervous system specifically because as I touched on earlier, it is it is the nervous system that, holds, that governs a lot within our bodies and it holds a lot of our stress and our trauma and it influences all the functions within our bodies. So if you have an imbalance in your nervous system, you probably are experiencing inflammation of some type which is going to manifest as chronic pain or menstrual pain or any other ailments that are linked with inflammation which are pretty much all of them actually (laughs) low immunity as well so when you're stressed or anxious or run down you're more susceptible to colds and over long long periods of time of stress so much research has shown that it is connected with more serious things such as cancer So over the course of my Gentle Living podcast, I'd really like to share with you more holistic strategies, tools and tips that you can implement to nurture your nervous system, nourish your innate gifts as a gentle soul so that you can share them and take care of others and our earth as well without burning out or if you have burnt out or you feel like you're on the path to burnout, learn how to recover and rebalance your nervous system because I truly, truly, truly believe that the world depends on more gentle souls to contribute to the collective health and well-being. We have more than enough noisiness out there. It's time for gentle souls to um, step up and really show their gifts. So that's, that's really a summary of what gentle living is my story and I'm really excited to have had you here today so thank you so much if you're feeling inspired to explore gentle living a little bit more I do have a website that you can visit so nursecom I will put that in the show notes as well you can also follow follow me on Instagram so the gentle living nurse I have also created a free online five-day gentle living challenge so I created this taking into consideration the tools and the strategies that have worked for myself and for my clients and it's it's really a peek into what gentle living is and how you can tailor it to your own needs so it's delivered to you across five days as an email series So if you go to my website and go to the free tools and resources section, you'll be able to find it there. Otherwise, go to nurse.com forward slash five, which is the number five, five five-day gentle living challenge. And included in it is a PDF guide that's yours to download and keep. It explores how I harness the five elements of earth, air, fire water and spirit to nurture the nervous system and to facilitate greater inner calm and balance it draws upon the principles of science and spirituality it combines the two which is my favorite approach so please do sign up I would love to see you there Um, finally if you have enjoyed this episode or if you have any questions please leave me a comment and hit subscribe please um, get in touch let me know what you think, let me know if there's anything that you'd like me to specifically cover on this podcast, because like I said, I'll be um, developing weekly episodes and some of them will be solo and some of them will also have guest speakers to speak on specific strategies around nurturing the nervous system. So I love your feedback and thoughts. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode, that it's resonated with you in some way. Thank you so much for being here, gentle soul. I'm very grateful to have had you here and I look forward to supporting and inspiring you to create your own gentle living journey.